welcome to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. gentlemen, welcome to the VIP show with your host, Jose Simonio. I am so excited to be with all of you guys today because the guest on the show today is very similar to, to me uh, in the sense that I'm a media personality and also a businessman entrepreneur. And that person is not other than my great friend, Ken Wentworth. Ken, welcome to the VIP show. Hey, Jose. Thanks for having me. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. I know we've been talking about it for a while. I've been looking forward to coming on and, and chatting with you. Likewise, man. Look, Ken, you know, all disclosure, you know, on the table here. Ken has been a great friend of mine. We do business together. He's a client of VIP Media as well. But more importantly, you know, than, than all these things is that Ken's a good guy, man. And I just like to do business with good people. I like to be friends with good people. So if you believe, like I do, in the power of networking, uh, Ken Wentworth is a great person to know. We're going to talk, you know, about a little bit about business, a little bit about uh, media here in the VIP show in the next couple of minutes. And I want to say a quick announcement, Ken, before we get started, is that Ken will be with us at the VIP Mastermind 2022 in Brickell in Miami, Florida. On Friday, August 26th, he's going to be giving a phenomenal uh, keynote. So if you have not gotten your tickets, make sure you go to www.vipmastermind2022.com. Get your tickets today. Without further ado, Ken, man, how you been, brother? I've been great. I've been great. Keeping busy. The summer has not let up. Uh, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, being being busy certainly beats the alternative, right, Jose? That's right. That's exactly right, man. Um, you know, action is one of the most important ingredients of any success. You always got to keep keep moving. Um, you're the author of an amazing book, Don't Fake the Funk. Um, you're also a radio personality. And then you're also a business consultant. Before you got into all these wonderful things that you do, who is Ken Wentworth, the man, before his success? Yeah, so... Uh... Married, three kids, um, worked in the corporate world for uh, 20. Let's just, we don't need to get super detailed, Jose. Let's just call it 20 plus, okay? Sure. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the gray hair will, will give, give it away. But uh, worked in, worked in uh, the, the corporate world at JP Morgan for, like I said, 20 plus years. Had always wanted to kind of do my own thing. And finally had just reached a point and, uh, you know, had a couple of things that happened. And I was like, it, it's time. It's time. I'm going to I'm going to go. And I didn't even know what I was going to do. I just knew I always kind of want to do my own thing. I've always been entrepreneur at heart. And I was having difficulty being an entrepreneur within JP Morgan. And I'm like, OK, it's time to do this. And I let my my boss know. I said, I'm going to resign. I have no idea what I'm going to do next. I'll stick around as long as you want. And uh and then just kind of figured it out along the way. What I do now as a as a an on demand or you know fractional CFO, I didn't even know it was a thing mm -hmm. uh, because I had spent my entire career in the corporate world, so I was not you know sort of in the in the know with all of these different things. Uh, you know, in the small and medium sized business world, I was always in these you know Fortune fifteen world, uh, so a completely different sphere. Um, so it's been eye opening. But you know, I, I figured it out with a mentor. I got my first client and I, I was probably, I want to say maybe two weeks into that engagement. Mm -hmm. And it, it was the super cheesy, like movie moment where, you know, I'm driving home and I'd been on site with the client and like the, the clouds parted and the sun's shining. And I hear you see the birds flying and, ah, you know, <laughs> right. and I'm like, man, this is, 
I, I know with certainty, this is why I'm on earth right now. I'm yeah. so blessed that I've been led here. Um, and I absolutely love what I do. It's not work. And uh, so, so I'm just super blessed and absolutely love what I do. Amazing. Very, very cool. Um, you know, when once you start being, becoming a radio uh, personality, uh, a lot of people in the both in the media world and um, the entrepreneur business world know you as Mr. Bits. Um, there's a great story that everybody's got to hear this because um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. When you started becoming sort of successful, um, how did that Mr. Biz name that everybody knows us today come about? Yeah, so I had a, a guest on my radio show, Mr. Biz Radio, and um, we were in studio and I was walking him out and we walked down the long hallway out of the studio uh, at the station. And, you know, on the way down the hallway, he asked me, you know, like, like three different business related questions. One was, you know, a financial question. One was like a marketing question. One was about he was having some difficulty hiring good people and, you know, finding good people. And we got to the end of the hallway and answered those three questions. And he said, man, I feel like I'm like talking with Mr. Business. Like you, you're not just a financial guy. Like you're helping me, you know, with hiring and with marketing and et cetera. And um, he said, yeah, you're like, you're like Mr. Business, Mr. Biz. And at that moment, the general manager of the station happened to be walking in the hallway and he stopped and interrupted both of us and said, that's it. You're Mr. Biz. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need all that. Um, and then they, unbeknownst to me, that was the end of that conversation. Unbeknownst to me, they started to promote the show and run uh, radio spots about the show um, as featuring Mr. Biz. Because at the time, the show was called B2B Radio, B2B Radio. And they started uh, running the spots, B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz. And someone came up to me at a local networking event and called me Mr. Biz. And I'm like, what the heck? Who, who ever heard about that, right? There's only three people in the hallway when that conversation happened. He said, oh, yeah, it's on the radio. They run the commercials all the time. Oh, my God. And, uh, so, and, and I was even still hesitant, but it just sort of took off. And, um, you it's know, catchy. I, I think it's a great I think it's a great name. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think you have a, I think Mr. Biz has taken a lot of its own. I don't think you have a choice anymore. <laughs> Well, and that's what happened. You know, I, I I go to events now, and oftentimes I'm not sure that people know my real name. I mean, so yeah, it's yeah. it's sort of taken a life of its own, which is a good thing. And so I finally embraced it, and we actually went and got the trademark and all that kind of stuff. I had an interesting moment real quick uh, with Damon John mm-hmm. uh, on Clubhouse. Uh, this is uh, I don't know, gosh, way back when Clubhouse really first mm-hmm. got, was getting started, and I was in a room, and I got on, I was on stage with Damon. And Barb Corcoran, also from uh, Shark Tank. And when Damon joined us, you know, he's a big intellectual property guy. He's big on IP. And he had been in other rooms with me before. So we, uh, he comes up and uh, Barb Corcoran's, you know, giving him a little grief about being on, you know, coming in the room with him and everything. And he said, Barb, you didn't tell me you had Mr. Biz here. He's like, and he said, by the way, any of you guys out that are listening right now on Clubhouse, if anyone else calls themselves Mr. Biz, they're not the real deal. This guy's the real deal. This is the real Mr. Biz. You know why? Because he's got a trademark. He owns the Mr. Biz trademark. This right. is the real deal. And I was like, man, I wish I was recording that audio. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. Um, yeah. And then those are the, you know, the, the things in life that, you know, that always, you know, you will always remember. And, you know, if Damon says, you know, that's the Mr. Biz, uh, you, you did right. That was the right name. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool, man. And great story. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Um, talk to me about the book. Uh, when did you write Don't Fake the Funk? 
uh, maybe talk to me a little bit about the process. I think there's a lot of listeners here who maybe, you know, might, might want to write a book in their lifetime. Uh, do you have a process? Like, how does that even one begin to decide they want to write a book? Yeah, so I'd written two prior business books um, before that, and I was actually going to write the second volume of the second book, uh, which was again was a business book. And um, I'd been given some, you know, I have a couple of mentees, and so I was had both of these guys had been struggling with achieving some of their goals, mm-hmm. and I started to give them some advice and some guidance on the process that I have used to achieve my goals, and so you know. Uh, I was a I was a powerlifter, and I I was fortunate enough I, I broke six world records during my powerlifting career, and so I informally developed this sort of process. Didn't really have anything written down, or you know, again formalize it. But as I was giving advice to one of my mentees, and he's taking notes, and he was like, "Man, this is really just kind of a," he said, "I'm not. It's a four step process. It's 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 really pretty simple, but super powerful." And um, I hadn't really thought about it. And then, uh, you know, a week or two later, I'm, I'm meeting with another mentee, sort of the same conversation happens. And he says the same thing. He's like, really, it's only four steps. Like, that's very manageable. People can do that. And you can apply this to any goal. It doesn't have to be an athletic goal. It doesn't have to be a career goal. It could be a relationship goal. It could be you want to lose weight. It could be anything. And uh, I really started to think about it. And uh, about, I don't know, again, about two weeks later, someone asked me to do a keynote. And he said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, I, you know, I'd never, if you're, if you're okay with it, I'd love to cover this topic. I've not done a keynote on it before. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on this recently. And I explained it to him. He said, oh my gosh, this would be perfect. Because it, it was a meeting that was taking place in December. Okay. So especially around goal setting and goal achieving, not just goal setting. He said, man, this will be perfect. We'll do this in December. People, it'll give them a slingshot into the new year. They can set their goals and be ready to achieve them, set the execution up. And uh I gave that talk and people came up to me afterwards and they're like, man, please tell me you have a book about this that I can read. Wow. And I'm like, no, I actually just kind of stumbled on this, et cetera, et cetera. So finally, I said, OK, I got to write a book about this. And uh, here's the here's the side funny note to this, Jose. So I'm writing. I, I, I set out to write the book. And what I needed first was I needed to get the cover. Mm-hmm. I needed for myself just to have the cover in mind to help, yeah. you know, get me going. And so like October, I get the cover. And I'm planning on releasing it. I publicly said, I've been interviewed a couple of times and I said, hey, I got a book coming out. It's going to come out at the end of March of 2022. Okay. This was in October, November of 2021. Well, I have to admit, I poked around. I procrastinated. I didn't get off my butt and start writing the book. And here we go. I committed publicly to a lot of people that I was going to release this book on March 21st of 2022. Long story, somewhat shorter. I wrote this book, the 218-page book, from soup to nuts in 30 days. Wow. I don't say that to brag. I say that to let people know, like you had mentioned, there are people out there that a lot of people have a book in them and they want to write a book. Sure. So what what I did when I hadn't been doing was I wasn't using my own don't fake the funk, my SMAC methodology, SMAC methodology. I didn't apply it to writing the book. And as soon as I did... And set everything up, literally wrote the book, soup to nuts, all, all steps, everything, in all four formats in 30 days. Wow. And again, I have a process around that, not only using the SMAC methodology to achieve that goal, sure. but you know, my process on writing a book, but I had to expedite it. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, there were there were, I don't know, I want to say maybe three or four like 20 plus hour days in there. 
Sure. Because I was committed. I mean, I, I that book had to be released. Sure. And sure. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna fall short of that goal. I'd committed to too many people. I don't want to let people down. I you know, people were giving me feedback, people were signing up, let me know when the book's getting released, all that good stuff. So um that's sort of a the, the long, long end around, but it was ironic that here I am writing a book about how to achieve these goals using this smack methodology. And I wasn't even using it for myself to yeah. write the book. Amazing. Amazing. No, that, that's no, it's important. Like, it takes commitment and, and responsibility and, and just, you know, focus to to be able to write it special in, in 30 days. I imagine you had to wake up obviously at days either very early or stay up very late and, and put block out time for a specific time that you can just sit down and write. Um, you know, one thing too, it's, you know, being, being a father and you have, how many kids do you have? You said three, three, three kids. kids. Um, God bless them. And the three kids that you have, you know, how do you, the question is this, how do you manage, right? Being a husband, a father and a successful entrepreneur and a media personality and make everybody sort of happy and be successful in all of it. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, uh, one of the things I, I absolutely love about being an entrepreneur business owner is the freedom, the time freedom that it creates. So, you know, during that time, I just let my family know, like, I, I've committed to this. I fell behind. I procrastinated. I got to do this. And I picked those days. I knew what it was going to take and how many hours it was going to take me approximately to finish this darn thing. And so I just picked days when I knew everyone was going to be busy for the most part. And I could really squeeze in those super long days I needed to do. And I could block my calendar out from my normal stuff. But even now, like, you know, the, the beauty of it is, is, is I, can, I can take off at one in the afternoon and go take my kids somewhere mm-hmm. and play with my kids for two hours if the, if the weather's nice or whatever, sure. and then come back. And then I can work at eight o'clock at night. You know, I've got an office outside of my home. I have a home uh, office in my home as well. So I can do my home office. And, you know, my family, typically they're in bed fairly early. So I can also do that where if I've got some work to do and I've got some clients, I'm on the, in, in, on the East coast. I, I got clients on the West coast. So sometimes I'm taking, you know, meetings at nine or 10 PM. Eastern you, I, time, I know right? what it's like, I know what it's like you and I both. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it's okay because typically at that point, my family's in bed. Yeah. So I'm not missing family time. I'm not missing dad or husband time. Um, and I'm kind of a night owl anyway. Uh, I got to rein myself in sometimes. I always joke. My wife's like, you know, I'll get I'll get rolling in the evening sometime in my home office, Jose. Yeah. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, holy crap, it's 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like I got to get to bed because I got a meeting at 7.30. I got to yeah. get some sleep. Yeah. And my wife, Mrs. Biz, she, she, she said, you have so much discipline in your life. You are so disciplined with goals and all this other stuff. And you can't get your butt to bed at a decent time. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we need more hours. Well, my wife says, we need more hours in the day. Is what we need. <laughs> yeah, but 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 again, the, the flexibility of being yeah, able to sure. a schedule around, you know, the dad and the husband times, mm-hmm. um, you it's know, family time. It's important. Which it's important. which you know, sometimes during the day, I'm I block it out for those types of things. That, but then maybe in the evenings, I'm I'm, I'm squeezing in some time uh, when they go to bed or or whatnot. But but I love it. I mean, again, if, if anything, be, be, because I, and it sounds so cliche, and I know it sounds cheesy, but because I love what I do, it's not like work. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, when I do have, if, I, if I'm gone a good chunk of the day doing family stuff or dad stuff or husband stuff, and then I know I got some client stuff I need to do in the evenings, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm all day going, oh my gosh, I got this stupid work to do in the evening. It's like, this is going to be awesome. 
Like I want to have an awesome day with my family. And then I get to go do fill, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is later tonight. Cause I love what I do. So it's not work. You know, I, I enjoy it so much. Very cool. man. Uh, one more question before I let you go. And it's this, right. You know, th- there is, it's a challenging time, right? We're, we're, ju- we're just now getting through COVID. Uh, there's inflation, not only in the United States, but at the global level. Uh, gas prices are not where you know we want them to be. So people are, are hurting out there, um, especially entrepreneurs who sometimes are living in a way paycheck to paycheck because clients you know, come and go and what have you. Um, so what would you say to that entrepreneur who's facing this challenge today? How do they get sort of away from the, negative stuff in the TV every day and sort of focus and still be successful in maybe not the best, you know, economy, right? We'll, we'll, we'll bounce back. America always bounces back I and mean, the world always bounces back. But, you know, there's no question that we're going through a little hurdle. How does an entrepreneur today get through that and be, and be successful? Yeah, I mean, uh, great question. Obviously, very timely. I mean, there's two things that I would mention is, first of all, chaos creates, creates opportunity. And so often when an economic downturn of any sort happens, people just go into survival mode. And and maybe you have to do that, but I'll tell you, I think it's a mistake. And here's why. If you look back at the companies that have been formed during recessions, during economic downturns, I I did a show about this on Mr. Biz Radio recently, and we covered uh, a bunch of these things. But, you know, a lot of these uh, super global successful companies you know, the General Electrics, the Airbnbs, the Facebooks, uh, Google, these companies were all started during recessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people don't realize it. So the two things I would mention that are most critical is really having the right mindset. Don't think of it as a time to shrink. Flip your mindset into it. It is a time to grow. Chaos creates opportunity. Don't look for the problems. Look for the opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And change your mindset. If you, if, you, if you look at things like that, like maybe some of your competitors, depending what business you're in, they're in that mindset. They're in the sure. shrink, pull things back. So they're they're going to pull back on the marketing. They're going to pull back in the investment. That's the time where you try to go in. Whatever you got, you know, it's going to be a whole lot of money. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And then and right along that, the second thing I'll mention is I'm not saying to go out and spend money crazy and willy nilly. What you need to do, though, financially is really focus in on pull back the expenses that maybe you know, oh, I'm going to put a new rug in my office or I'm going to cut those things out for now, right? Focus your money on the things that have an ROI. So like you mentioned, Jose, probably some of your competitors are going to be pulling back. So they quit running Facebook ads or or their billboard or whatever, radio ads or whatever they might be doing. You push more money into that. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden their customers aren't hearing them anymore. And they go, geez, we got an economic downturn. They may have gone out of business, yeah. but I just heard about this ABC business. This is a new one and it's a new plumbing company or a new electrician or, you know, whatever your business is. And it gives you an opportunity to, to, to create, to seize some market share. The other thing is to do look for opportunity that some of your competitors, I don't mean this in a nefarious way or anything, but some of your competitors will not be prepared for this economic downturn. They might not make it through. Ken, thank you so much, brother. And I could not agree with you more. Now is the time to expand, not retract. We got to go bigger. Uh, we got to go wider. And, and that's just the way that, that you get it done. Look, there, folks, that there's nobody better than Ken Wentworth, nobody better than Mr. Biz um, to tell you how to get it done. Don't fake the funk. Get it done. And remember, remember, you get to catch uh, Mr. Ken Wentworth live 
in Miami on Friday, August 26th. Get your tickets at VIPMastermind2022.com. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you um, so very much. I look forward to seeing you in Miami very soon. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Jose. Enjoyed the conversation. I look forward to seeing you uh, here in a few weeks. Bye, brother. See you soon. Thanks a lot.